Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings lead to your actions and your actions create your results. This is the basis of the self-coaching model by Brooke Castillo, which is a powerful tool for results, um, behavior change results. It teaches us that we can control our outcomes by controlling the thoughts and reactions we have to current circumstances. Most of us operate every day from a place of action. We look at our actions as the way to get our results. And we don't take the time to examine the intentions, the thoughts and feelings behind our actions. But in very real ways, our thoughts and feelings can create the mood and the temperature of everything about your life, including your public facing presence. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And that tribe is built from your thoughts and your feelings. That tribe is your pool of potential buyers, all of the clients that you're going to work with in your service-based business. So your vibe is either going to attract your perfect future buyers or something else. The choice is yours. Today, we're going to talk about the thoughts that you and I have about our potential buyers? What are the stories that we tell ourselves about our industry, about our customer pool, about our marketing? And what assumptions are we making? And how are those assumptions serving or not serving us? I'm Kelly Coulter. In 2020, I became absolutely obsessed with helping fitness professionals build their businesses so they could serve their clients during the pandemic. Now, I help coaches just like you make more impact with your perfect clients without adding hours to your day by leveraging the life-changing work you're already doing. These episodes are specifically designed to deliver mindset, business, and direct response marketing tips that will truly move the needle on your business. Ready to get started? Let's go. I'm going to tell you a very old story about high school cheerleading. Stick with me because I have a point. Going into my junior year in high school, I was trying out for the cheerleading team like I did every year, and um, I was expected to make the JV squad because there weren't enough spots on the varsity squad. Those spots were already filled by people who had been on the varsity squad the year before. So when the scores came in, I had actually made the varsity squad based on my tryout scores, which meant that the prom queen, who was the sweetest, most popular, most beautiful girl in the school, had been pushed out of cheering her senior year because I had taken her spot. I still remember my name being called. And I stood up and the rest of the names were called and the gym just grew more and more silent. And it took such a long time for that to really sink in what had happened there. It was shocking and awful. I had so much guilt around what had happened. And on top of that, the people around me handled it pretty badly. So as the weeks went on, I found myself a real pariah in school. My best friends distanced themselves from me. People told me I should quit or move. There was just so much negativity and drama around that event. And it followed me for a really, really long time. 
Now, looking back, of course, I can say I come from a very small town and none of this sounds as dramatic as it was at the time, as it felt at the time. But here's the point. It was traumatic at the time and it did feel awful and it did carry very real consequences for me at the time, both with high school sports and for 30 years after, because I went on with my life and I pushed this whole thing down and out of my head. But meanwhile, I was white knuckling every victory in my life after that. The story that my brain told me was that every victory would also be a loss. My brain had attached itself to that event and attached all of the emotions around that event. And it gave me this story in the form of a belief that I wasn't even aware of that was telling me that every victory would be a loss. It told me that every victory was not valid. It told me that even when I win, I lose. And so I found ways for 30 years to find failure in every accomplishment. The primitive caveman side of your brain has evolved to keep you safe by mixing memories of past events with the emotions you felt at the time of the event and then storing those things as unconscious beliefs. You can see this demonstrated in real ways because recalling a past event will bring up loads of emotion. For example, when's the last time you sat around with friends and reminisced about a past event and found yourself laughing at something really funny, just as if that funny thing had just happened right now in the present? There's a complicated system at play linking past events to current emotions, and your brain does that in order to keep you safe. All right, so let's talk about this. There are five controls that you can exercise in any situation in life, and you adjust one of these controls, they will affect all of the other ones. Adjusting these controls affects all the others because they're all interrelated. By the way, I cannot take credit for any of this stuff here. This is all from the self-coaching model by Brooke Castillo. I teach it because it's true and because it works. The five controls are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. I want to talk first about circumstances. I'm going to give you a definition of each of these things. I'm going to talk through them a little bit more, and then we're going to talk about how these affect your real world results. All right. So circumstances, these are the things that cannot be changed. They're the things that are absolute facts, like you could prove them in a court of law. Um, examples would be the color of the shirt that you're wearing, um, the address of the house that you grew up in, uh, your current role at work, the score that I was given during cheerleading tryouts. Those are absolute facts that could be proven in a court of law. Yes, the scores could be argued about. They could be subjective. But the actual number that I was assigned and given and became an official record, that was a circumstance. These are not things that we can immediately control. Your only leverage within a circumstance is to accept it or not accept it. So Abraham Hicks talks about this with the example of sitting around a campfire. And I have a lot of campfire scenarios, don't I? 
So sitting around a campfire and a spark comes up out of the log and it hits you on your new cashmere sweater. And you have the choice to either sit there and watch it burn your sweater while you blame the log and get angry and think about who put that log in there and why is that kind of log in there and why is it spinning? Why why wasn't it drier? And you can just feel angry and let that that spark burn your sweater. Or you can accept that this spark has come up and hit your sweater and you can brush it off before it burns it. So the choice is yours whether to accept a circumstance or not accept it, but either way, it's unchangeable. Circumstances in and of themselves are nothing. You can accept them. You cannot accept them. They don't matter until you assign thoughts to them and still you until you start having thoughts about your circumstances nothing matters so let's talk about thoughts thoughts are your reactions to circumstances they are built from the memory of all of your past circumstances and they are intertwined with emotions and feelings they say a picture is worth a thousand words so the picture the picture in of, and of itself is the circumstance The thoughts are the thousand words. Those thousand words can be chosen and then the mood and the feel of the resulting description that the thousand words builds will be very different based on the choice of the words that you give it. So your feelings are your resulting description. You've got the picture, you've got the thousand words, you've got the description. The feelings are more like the description. Feelings are your emotion. Feelings are made of hormones. Hormones are made of neurochemicals like oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, neurotransmitters, and neurotransmitter regulating substances. Your thoughts control the release of those neurochemicals. So thoughts control the hormones that control your emotions. In my story, that I just gave you a little bit ago about cheerleading. I pushed my feelings and my memories down. I actually pushed the thoughts of that event out of my mind for years to avoid feeling negativity because if I didn't think about the event, I didn't think about the hurt and I wouldn't feel the trauma. So that's how we tend to regulate emotions. Some of the other things that we might do is um, over drinking, over eating, over shopping, um, uh, all of the kind of addictive or negative behaviors in our lives. A lot of them have to do with trying to avoid feeling emotions. And we do that by blocking out thoughts. So all the things that we do to block out thoughts are really uh, our attempts to not feel emotions. All right, so let's talk about actions. This is the piece that so many of us mix miss. Our actions create a physical manifestation of our thoughts and the resulting feelings. Feelings are what lead to action. This is where most of us start. We get a feeling, we call it an impulse. Then we think if we take a specific action, we will get a specific result. And we miss the step where we deliberately choose the thoughts and feel the resulting feelings from the thoughts so that we can be fed impulses for better 
actions. So the last piece, the last five of the five controls is results. Results happen because of everything that came before them. They are the achievements and the failures. When people blame a lack of results on a mindset block, they are really demonstrating that, that that at a subconscious, at a core level, we all understand the idea that your thoughts are directly responsible for your results. So the reason you may not be getting what you want, especially in terms of the clients that you call in or the results that you're getting in your business is always, always, y'all, always because of your thoughts. So everything about your business reveals your thoughts. Let's talk about this. Everything you do within your business in either positive or negative ways reveals your thoughts. We tell ourselves stories about our clients, about our potential clients, and about our industry. We tend to tell ourselves stories about our clients and our potential clients and our industry and our business results. We tell ourselves these things are circumstances, but they are not. Stories are thoughts. They are not circumstances. Thoughts will disguise themselves as circumstances to protect us from a future that our primitive brain can't yet verify as a safe place to go. So the thoughts that disguise themselves as circumstances can be referred to here as our beliefs. And here are some examples of negative beliefs that we give ourselves in order to keep ourselves safe. So we tell ourselves things like, these these are thoughts that I hear trainers and um, nutritionists and um, all kinds of people in the health and wellness industry saying to me when they are um, thinking about their clients and their future clients. They'll say things like, People just don't want to get healthy, right? So that's protecting you from the idea that the results in your business are not where you want them to be. They'll say, I can't make people change. Or they'll say, people don't have the money to pay me what I'm worth. Or they might say things about the industry. I I, I hear trainers sometimes getting really, really negative about the industry. And they'll say things like, There's no money to be made in fitness or in health or in wellness or in behavioral change. Or I'll often hear them getting even more negative and say, the industry is in the toilet. The industry is full of scammers. Um, New trainers aren't getting enough certifications. There are these broad generalizations that are actively, actually kind of protective mechanisms. Negative beliefs are disempowering because when this is all you give yourself to work with, it's just all too easy to give up or walk away or let yourself off the hook when the results aren't what you want them to be. So now let's cross-reference some of those negative beliefs that we feed ourselves against thoughts that could be more intentionally chosen. Those thoughts may sound more like, my clients are so resourceful and committed and my future clients are going to be the same. My clients are so happy and grateful for the life-changing work that we do together and my future clients are going to be the same. My clients show up and do the work. And this one's my favorite, y'all. If you write down nothing from this episode, write this down. 
someone out there is praying to God today for the life-changing help I can provide them. So do you feel the difference in the feelings in those intentionally chosen thoughts and beliefs? Your brain creates patterns based on the beliefs and stores them in your subconscious. So your brain filters out every bit of information it's given and it confirms your beliefs by paying more attention to the facts that support the stories that you're telling yourself, those beliefs. That's what's called confirmation bias. In very real ways, you can see how the actions you take attract the clients that you bring in and how your actions could be calling in the wrong clients. If your beliefs and your stories are off, the clients that you are calling in are likely to be the wrong clients. So your actions may be calling in the wrong results. Every action that you take to advertise yourself or market yourself or sell your program is informed by your beliefs and the underlying thoughts and feelings about those beliefs. If you approach your posts and your messages and your conversations with a negative story, with a negative belief, that your chances of calling in your ideal client are zero. Your language and your mannerisms are going to speak louder than your intentions. So you could have the purest of hearts and have the highest of intentions for every single one of your perfect future clients. But if you're not speaking to them in a way that reflects that because your thoughts are not the highest, you won't get those highest future perfect clients. To change the type of the type of clients that you're getting, the type of clients that you're calling in, you have to change your thoughts. So let's talk about how you change your thoughts to change your results. I want you to, to imagine what it would be like to have a program that's filled with the best version of your ideal client. How do you feel about that program when it's filled with your perfect clients? How do you feel about the business that program supports? How do you want to talk about the program? How does the action you take to call in new clients into that program differ from the action you're taking now? At the beginning of the show, we talked about a story from my past and how that story formed my beliefs and my thought loops that were playing out in my life even 30 years later. I want to bring this full circle and talk about how to change your thoughts to change your results. So when I did finally go back and really start to examine that story and it finally came back up for me and I was able to look at the resulting complicated set of emotions and beliefs that my brain had wrapped itself around to keep me safe from future traumas, my next work was in reframing that story. I was able to recognize the resulting beliefs and their associated behaviors, and I was able to recognize that there were reactions that were deeply rooted in that trauma and in the emotions resulting from that trauma story. And I did this by looking at the memory 
with a more rational brain. I was able to start asking myself questions. What had I gained from that situation? How could I choose to feel about that story? And so what I want to invite you to do is take a deep look at the stories that you're telling yourself, the beliefs that you have, and the ways that you might be taking resulting action. We are service-based business. That means that we start and end with clients. The story you're telling yourself about your current clients and your future clients, about the availability of clients, about their desire for your service, about the results that they'll get from working with you, I want you to dig in and take some real time thinking about what those things are. What are your beliefs around your future clients, around the attitudes that they have right now, around the things that they need from you, around the availability? What are you telling yourself the availability of new clients is? Dig in and take some time. Don't just go service level. This might be a journaling exercise for you. You might sit down, put a timer on, set 15, 20, 30 minutes, and really dig in on those beliefs. The real results in this exercise will come from digging in and going levels deeper than you were initially willing to go. Allow yourself to get uncomfortable and allow yourself to go deep. And I want you to start by listing those stories out and then start to look at each of those stories. Where did it come from? And when you recognize that you can reframe a story, start to think differently. List out the thoughts that you could choose about that story and start to think about things differently. So that's my invitation to you today. I invite you to examine that story and move forward in a more more productive way. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. In summary, first we talked about the way that your brain wraps itself around an event and attaches emotion to event in order to keep yourself safe. So your brain has this complicated system of attaching past events to the emotions that were associated with them now and serving you back up the emotions when that thought comes up so that your brain can keep you safe from things that turned out to be unsafe in the past. So that's the first thing. The second thing we talked about was the model by Brooks, Brooke Castillo. And I referred to the elements of the model as those five points of control, those five controls that you've got during any situation in your life, because when you change one, it changes all of the others. Our thoughts about our circumstances create our feelings. Our feelings empower our actions and our actions create our results. And we talked about the way that your thoughts may be informing the actions through the feelings and then unintended ways creating results that are favorable or unfavorable. And then lastly, we talked about the ways to change your thoughts so that you can change your results. So I would love to hear from you in the comments. I want to hear if you tried the exercise that I suggested, and I want to hear all about the results that you came to from that exercise. So give me some comments, and I want to hear whatever you have to share. Y'all love you, and I will see you next week. I really hope this information served you today. And if it did, will you please do me a favor? 
Leave a review for the podcast to help other pros know how valuable this content is. Your reviews help others and they feed my soul as well. And while you're at it, please make sure that you're following this podcast so you always get my newest episode in your feed. If you want to thank me for all the free content I share, send this episode to a friend who might find it useful. Your shares help us get the show in the hands of pros and coaches just like you. And one more thing before we go, if you are ready for the next level of support and growth with me, I invite you to take my client creation kickstart. It's a wealth of learning, coaching, and support contained in a mini course that you can complete in just a few days in your spare time. If you show up and do the work, I will show you how to gain five or more clients in the span of just a few days. I've had Kickstarters leave that mini course having made $5,000 in just a couple days. Even better, your registration includes a one-on-one custom next steps call so we can ensure you can complete the course and are prepared to take the right next steps based on your unique business. It's under 50 bucks right now, but that price is not going to last. So head over to fitprosconnect.com. That's F-I-T-P-R-O-S connect.com slash kickstart and get registered before the price goes up. fitprosconnect.com slash kickstart and I will see you in our custom next steps meeting.